2: are the Toronto Blue Jays, a legitimate World Series contender. And I'm going to vote yes, because going into the year, I saw in all the power rankings, there were 6th, 7th, or 8th, depending on which one you looked at. They're getting Bo back. They've gotten Jordan Romano back. They're going to get Alec Manoa in top form, I think. I'm voting yes. They're a legit World Series contender. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's a football Friday. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Get him on the camera. Get him on. Kevin the Medium is with us. We have a very special live audience here today, which we'll be introducing you to in a moment. Uh, Bear with me. I'm just tweeting today's show. It's a football Friday. Are you all ready to go? What are you, Kevin the Medium, looking at me like that for? Did
3: you not just give me a hard time about being on my phone? Yeah, that's different. And then I
2: look over, and what are you doing? I'm the boss. Oh, okay. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) How about that? How about that? And uh, how do you like us so far? It's pretty much all football today, everybody. So if you are here for hockey, just go away. Because this is what we do on Fridays. What do you got?
3: Don't tell people to go away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin the Medium is also our sales coordinator. So listen, I say that. They never do go away. They never do. They don't. Uh, Clark, thank you for putting the poll up. We're going to get to that in a moment, and that's kind of what I was doing here. I do want to say one thing. Kevin, the mediums, just said, good morning, RP peeps. Best day of the week, is it? I love football Fridays. Your football first. Uh, Rick in Regina writes in. He says, the frenzy of football Friday. So let me just bear with me for a second, everybody. I'm excited for a few reasons. One, John from Kansas City is here live. Hey, John, can you give us a shout out? A whoop. Yeah, there you go. John from Kansas City. He's a regular. He's been watching since day one. He's from Kansas City. He's here doing business, but he's originally from Bruno Sask, and he's a big friend, uh, fan of John Frenzy. So I didn't talk to John, but his wife called me yesterday. Yeah, yeah, his wife called me yesterday uh, because John doesn't have a phone. And when I say John Frenzy, you know who we're talking about, right, Kevin? The Don Cherry of football. He used to be on the show a lot, but he's not anymore. He's 85 years old. Okay. I recognize the the names from John Frenzy. Yeah, John must Lynch. Be a Saskatchewan Hall thing. of Fame Rough Rider broadcaster. And the voicemail, he was in such a frenzy, that's why they call him frenzy, I couldn't even make out what he was saying. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, you gotta call you gotta call Roddy Boy. I'm having a tough time getting a hold of He's like the Don Cherry of football. That just put that in your mind. Gotcha. Yeah, it's so bad here, it's so bad. Oh, Lip and Shepard, they're saying this and they're sending the right. Why would I want to call and hear this? <laughs> I'm, I know it's bad. I got my own two eyes in Ryderville, but we will get to more of that in a second. Coming up, Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN, five time Great Cup champion. And Joe Madden, a great story. Not the baseball skipper, Joe Madden, which reminds me, I need to talk to the staff here about, uh, about Joe. She's bringing an entourage with her. She oh. wanted to know if she could get them all into the casino. She oh, is on Sports Grid out of New Jersey, but she lives here in the Calgary area, and she covers the NFL, the NHL, MLB, and a little CFL. And I just want to figure out what, how. how. That's a you know lot. What I mean. It's not that this isn't a great sports city, because it clearly is, but what's her deal? She's big time. She's bringing her daughter up here. They're going to the mall. Like, it's just going to be pretty cool. Uh, that's an hour, too. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Jordan, and then we will get... All right. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Okay. I will tell you that the EMJ Marketing text line is open right now. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here. EMJ Marketing, providing the right keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com today. Maybe later on when you talk about the hockey and stuff. We'll get into Theo's golf tournament yesterday with Colin Patterson, but not now, right? Topic at hand. You want to talk CFL? I always want to talk CFL. Of course you do. It took 10 games, but the Edmonton Elks have won a football game finally this Canadian Football League season. In a game that was delayed 90 minutes because of a lightning storm, quarterback Trey Ford of Niagara Falls, Ontario, threw two touchdown passes as Edmonton defeated the Hamilton Tiger Cats 24-10 on the road to improve to 1-9 this season and snap a club record-tying winless streak of 13 games, but they still have lost 22 in a row at home and uh, so Kevin the medium let's get into it we got fans from both teams watching and in all of the CFL they came out the first drive were you watching from the first drive I
3: watched the whole
2: game okay Edmonton's offense looked like a monkey trying to hump a football that's a good way to that's a great analogy they were offside they were had too many men they had no end I think that was the driver Eugene Lewis dropped it at the goal line like what oh my god boy
3: but they got it it together but they got it together they did they got it together and i'm not happy about it because they cost me 65 bucks i put five dollar parlay down and i had hamilton because edmonton hasn't won a game and of course everybody on the internet knew hamilton was going to win because i posted that damn you damn you to hell edmonton but um deserved win Eh. Edmund uh, Hamilton's horrible you know yeah <laughs> they're now the worst team in the league I guess by virtue of losing to the worst team in the league the power rankings they have to drop drastically in the power rankings I don't think you can take Edmonton out of ninth yet though
2: can you tell the people you do your own power rankings and they're pretty cool where they can find them
3: oh they can find them at Hughes uh, sports.ca I don't do them I have to can't take credit for him that's uh, my son Jake's job and um, they're normally pretty controversial, just like any power rankings. It's not like yeah. he goes out of his way to be controversial like I do, but um, yeah, huesports.ca uh, is usually where you can find them. And um, I don't think Edmonton comes out of the bottom.
2: What do you mean? Oh, they're still going to be worse. They're, they're still going to take be more nine. than a week.
3: Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't a I mean it's a win as a win but it's not a win to be proud of. From the
2: audience, people checking in from across the land, James in Borden, Manitoba says I kind of felt sorry for Hamilton last night because the whole country was cheering for the Elk's last night. Uh, Carlos Except in Indianapolis me. says nice to see Owen has left Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Owen 9. Yeah, one end has shown up oh, in Edmonton. How about that? Um, I, look <laughs> I didn't You shouldn't feel sorry for Hamilton because Edmonton was the rooting interest of the nation. You should feel sorry for Hamilton because they're bad. They're just bad. And that's kind of on the quarterback. Like I watched the analysis of Jim Barker, who will be joining us next segment, and Paul Lapolis saying that their quarterback, Taylor Powell, never looked comfortable all game. Well, of course not. He's a rookie. Not many rookies come in and do. Having said that, Drew Brown starts tonight for the Bombers here at Calgary, which we'll get into in a second. But Hamilton's B-A-D bad.
3: And it's not just the quarterback. It's every aspect of that football team is not good. It's just not. It's, it's high school football at best. Oh, that's strong. Strong I mean, words. That's dropping below university. I mean, that's... It just—they didn't look like they even were interested in the game. It was like they had other things on their mind, and they were—they had gone out partying already. Jeff Yuremko
2: in Edmonton writes in on the EMJ Marketing text line. He's watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, "Morning, Rod and Kevin. It's a terrible day to be a Tie Cat fan, <laughs> living in Edmonton." Oh. Big problems with them. Easily the worst team in the CFL at this point. Happy Friday and have a great show. So let me say this. Uh, should have been, They're going to be celebrating
3: no matter what. Oh, yeah. But they wouldn't have beaten too many other teams. They wouldn't have beat any other team. Even okay. Saskatchewan goes in there and they beat them. Um, they didn't play well. It wasn't a, oh, look, Edmonton has really turned it around and they're playing well. And you can tell by uh, if you watch the game at the very end of the game, Chris Jones didn't look happy you could see there his shoulders kind of had a little bit lightness to him but he wasn't smiling it wasn't like they had just won the great How job. often do you see Chris Jones smile? Well, Let's you, be honest. He will smile when they win at home. Okay, if they win at home. I hope.
2: That's a lot of time spent on the first game but kudos Edmonton they beat Hamilton 24-10 and don't be one of those nincompoops that think because they fired Victor
3: Qui that's why they won. I actually saw on Facebook today. Somebody it, thought that? Because this win and the fact that uh, they've got rid of their president, that now they're going to go 8-0 and and lose in the Western final. Point two, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers look for their fourth win in a row when they visit the
2: Calgary Peters and CFL play tonight. But I think things have, might have changed. I've got to check the odd betting line from Bet Regal on that. Seven and two bombers will have Drew Brown under center with star quarterback Zach Calero sidelined with a sore neck. The three and six Stampeders will be without Canadian receiver Clark Barnes, who's on the six-game injured list with a leg injury. That will affect
3: things tonight, Kev, which you and I are both going to the game. We are, and from what I saw from Drew Brown last game. I'm not taking, uh, I mean, I don't think it should change anything. They're still going to go out, your words, motorboat the Stamps. <laughs> it's it's going to be a 14, minimum 14-point 14 uh, win. Bombers still favored by seven going into the game. Yeah, I think it's going to be higher.
2: I really do. Uh, so they basically think that it doesn't matter who's a quarterback for
3: Winnipeg. They're still going to motorboat that the team, Calgary Stampeders. Uh, for all the the fun i have with the smurf mafia that team That's is smurfing. i love it that team is just good i mean there's not one part of that team that isn't in the top of the in the top two in every category well let's play
2: this up uh, wasn't it dave dickinson called them the uh, canadian mafia you guys remember that he said effing canadian mafia under his <laughs> breath and it, yeah yeah <laughs> can, can we play that up here in calgary Guys, do something, you guys. Anyway, he calls them the Smurf Mafia. So that's tonight. We have our winners, by the way, chosen by Century Downs Racetrack and oh. Casino. Thank you for playing. They'll be honoring the 1998 Calgary Stampeder or Grey Cup champion team tonight at McMahon Stadium. We'll be there in a second. I'll check the forecast for the game. Rain. And lots of it. No. Yeah. Well, you and I are going early. I got a media pass. Uh, But you're taking your beautiful gal, alley? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you'll be sitting out in the crowd. I'll be my 55-yard line. Tell me how it goes, okay? 60% chance of rain. 60%. That's going to rain. Yeah, okay. I'll wave to you from the press box. Our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. We'll be getting into a lot of the NFL stuff a little later on when Joe Madden joins us live here at Century Downs. But I will say this right now. Audience participation. I told you that John from Kansas City is here in attendance at Century Downs. We came up with this poll question. uh, Clark did, actually. Who's the Super Bowl favorite? The Super Bowl favorite. Who is it? For Key, uh, for Key Yorkton Kia. The Kia Seltos, by the way, features a bold design, advanced technology, and adaptability, all in a subcompact SUV. Call Key Yorkton Kia at 306 783 2772, or go to keyyorktonkia.com for more information. The 23 Seltos movement that inspires your options, thanks to John in Kansas City, are Kansas City, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, and if you don't agree with those, you can write in on Twitter. You're right in. Vote. We'll talk a lot more NFL next hour when Joe Madden joins us. But we've got time left in this segment to talk about the final game of the week in the CFL because we're not going to talk about Montreal, Ottawa, unless unless you want us to in Ottawa. That's our number two city for viewership, as we saw. Yes, which blows shot my mind. But Riders Lions
3: Sunday, go. Well, the Lions are going to win, obviously. Um, it's a, I, I didn't take the deal. I rem, I was thinking about this when I was drive, driving home yesterday. And we when we played deal or no deal, I didn't take the deal. And I hope people realize I'm not betting against the Lions. I just don't think it's going to be. a. I think it was a nine and a half point spread that they were giving. I think it's going to be more of five. Um, Lions, Saskatchewan. Notoriously are boring games, defensive, low scoring games. It's been that way for a decade or more. I don't know why, um, but the majority, I'll say the majority of the games are rather boring as far as CFL goes. If you're an NFL fan, you're probably super excited with a 1410. You're game. really selling the hell out of this game on Sunday. It's not, How it's definitely that? not my game of the week. I think you said it was the game of the week. No. Earlier in the week, th- what did you vote for? I would have probably voted for the Winnipeg. Can we look game. at the tape? Check the tape. I thought for sure you were voting for BC. too many pucks off the head. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't know if these guys heard the story. I'm still proud of what happened at Overtime Lanes the other day. Are you over it yet?
3: No. I w- you know me better than We've got those. a new sponsor of the
2: RP Show, Overtime Hockey Lanes. It's a batting cage for hockey. Uh, so I was there shooting balls, and uh, he started... Trash-talking me, so I turned and fired one at his head and knocked his hat off. True story!
3: C- right? C- True story! It could have been quite dangerous. That's, that's why Michelle, Michelle at the lanes reprimanded you and was about to give you a timeout. Like it's the first time that's <laughs> happened in my life. Did you? Did I send you
2: the email she sent me? What You did, but do? I didn't have time to read it because I was uh, busy hosting the golf tournament yesterday. But I understand they were very happy with the way things have gone. With overtime hockey lanes, we're skill and fun collide here in Calgary. Overtime hockey lanes. Look them up on social media and we'll see you there. Not done yet on the Riders. Uh, our number one city for viewership is Regina and all of the province of Saskatchewan. As John Frenzy said in his phone message, they're all on fire there. Uh, what what are you going to say? They're down to their third-string quarterback. They've brought in Antonio Pipkin. It's going to take... What would it take for Sass to win the game Sunday? BC getting an, lost on their way to the
3: stadium? An act of God? Um, I don't know. It's... Uh, I... It, I mean, anything, any given Sunday, right? Any given day. Um, That's why they play the games. Exactly. I just don't think Saskatchewan has it all together yet. Um, I think they've got all kinds of pieces of the puzzle they still need. I think bringing in Pipkin was a, a good sh- uh, opportunity. Is he a starter? No, but I think he's going to boost that morale a little bit. He's a proven vet. I-,
2: I talked to his agents the other day. They're very excited to have him there. Short yardage,
3: short yardage guy. Sport
2: short yardage specialist, I believe, is what his agent called Antonio Pipkin. I'm just kind of sitting here going, why
3: was Hamilton so eager to let him go? Because they needed um, the, the kicker. punter that bad? Well, their their punter ended up having to go back to Australia for family reasons. So they needed, I mean, CFL's a punter. You could go game. down to the local casino and find a
2: punter. Why are you gonna be like that? I'm just why saying, do you always have veteran to wear- quarterbacks? are a lot harder to
3: find. Sorry. You always have to pick on the punters. You do. You, you like, you like the Lou <laughs> and
2: yeah. Okay, Kev, that went very fast, didn't it? It did. Great job. We'll see you next hour. Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN joins us live next for his weekly segment brought to you by EMJ Marketing and we'll return in a moment to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio Podcast and YouTube Live. We're live at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. A reminder, there is no live racing this weekend, but starting Wednesday, the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals right here at Century Downs. I'll be here. Come on down and join me. It's August 23rd to the 27th. You can purchase your tickets at showpass.com. We've got a lot of comments coming in here. We do have a sports update coming up. Rick Jenner the legendary voice of the Buffalo Sabres passing away. Uh, We'll touch on that amongst a lot of other things, but we're It's football Friday, so let's bring in Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN panel. I'm very anxious to get his analysis of first, the Elks' first win, Jim, 24-10 at Hamilton. Did you feel early on that it was going to play
4: out that way even before the storm hit? Uh, You know, I I just kept feeling like Hamilton would eventually do something, but the quarterback just... You know he wasn't wasn't good enough, and uh, he hasn't done anything to show he's. I think he's thrown maybe one touchdown pass, and uh, again they didn't do anything. They didn't stretch the field. They didn't do anything to try to you know to help that kid maybe get a big play. Uh, Edmonton did a nice job. They just sat back and allowed them to complete the ball, two balls, three balls. But they eventually were going to be in second and five, and the kid was going to not be able to execute it. And, and uh, you know, it was a smart game plan by Chris uh, defensively against Scott, and they're very close friends. Uh, so I thought he did that was a good thing. On the other hand, Hamilton just kept blitzing and putting their guys in, in – Coverage issues, I felt, and uh, and gave them a few too many easy ones. And Trey Ford took advantage. And Trey Ford played phenomenal. I will I will say he had those two balls that should have been caught, uh, the deep balls, and he'd have had a heck of a night statistically. So uh, kudos to Trey Ford for uh, for doing some great things. Again, I think what Hamilton did defensively helped him, uh, but. You know, it was just such a disappointing game from Hamilton, and then when you throw the 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 the, the rain delay in, it just it made it for a long night.
2: A <laughs> uh, very long night. Uh, kudos to all of you for hanging into the end, but particularly the Elks. I mean, I felt like the whole country was cheering for them. Just to pause on that. Rich in Edmonton says. Jim, would you accept the GM position of the Elks and keep Chris Jones as head coach? I think that would be a fantastic combo. I'm just passing it along. How would you answer that?
4: Oh, you know, I'll, I'll answer it this way. If I was the GM or the president of any organization, Chris Jones would be one of the guys I would look to hire as the head coach. He and I have won three great cups together. Everywhere I go, I try to bring him. Uh, I think he's a fantastic football coach. Uh, I do think he has a bit too much on his plate at this point, and uh, but uh, again, that's the, that those are things that are all speculation type thing. And but I will say that if I was a, if I was in that position, it doesn't matter where I would be at. If Chris Jones was available, he would be a guy that I would have a huge interest in.
2: Thank you for the answer. How much does Drew Brown replacing Zach Caleros for Winnipeg tonight in Calgary change the complexion of the game?
4: Uh, Yeah, obviously it changes the complexion of the game. But uh, to be honest with you, I think this is a great thing for Winnipeg that they get a chance to see what Drew Brown is. It's a lot different. When you come into a game and you're down 22 to nothing and you can just wing it that that's that's different than what's happening now. Now Calgary is going to prepare for him. Brett Monson is one of the better defensive coordinators in the league. He's had a week to prepare for Drew Brown, and uh, I believe that's what they've done. They've so he's going to have a game plan devised against him, not against Zach. And uh, uh, I think it's going to be a very big ball game for Winnipeg because Winnipeg is about winning the Grey Cup. That's that's and every team is, but the, this team really is. They've been there three straight years. They uh, again, I lost last year, but this is about winning. The, that they need to have a quarterback that that if it doesn't matter who it is. I remember last year in the in the Grey Cup game, there was question whether Zach would play or not. And if Zach wouldn't have played, I don't think the confidence level on the Winnipeg side was going to be enough. Uh, for Drew Brown. Drew Brown can build that now. Uh, I think based on his body of work last year, I didn't think he was a guy that was, you know, that you could say he could start the Grey Cup game and win. After the way he played the other day, if he can continue that this week, and that's why I think this week is such a big game, because he's the starter. He's playing a good Calgary team, not a great Calgary team, but a good Calgary team. And if he can come out and perform at the same level, make the same kinds of big throws, and and do the things that he did last week, then that gives that whole organization a whole different view of what's happening with them in terms of their Grey Cup, uh, you know, aspirations, and and it goes a long way to helping that thing along. So I think this is a huge game tonight for Drew Brown. Um and for that organization, because if he goes out and lays an egg, now where are they? If Zach's not there, they get into that game so this is a, this is a huge game tonight can't wait
2: and they're saying rain. Uh, I hope that that is wrong uh Jim, you spent so many great years in Congress no light- you would- no lightning yeah no yeah, tell me about it you at least I love now that I can leave. I can go. (laughs) You guys couldn't. Hey, you'd have loved the chat at the Winston Golf Club here in Calgary yesterday at Theron Flourish Golf Classic because we were talking about the Stampeders and the Rough Riders, and they were saying, Dave Dickinson, Craig Dickinson, do they both last to Labor Day? Do neither last for Labor Day? Does one get fired before Labor Day? A lot of heat on Calgary and Sask right now, Jim.
4: Well, I think probably more so on Craig in Saskatchewan. I don't think Dave is in any trouble. Uh, again, first year he's taken on head coach and GM, and uh, you don't know until you've done it. And I think that you know that it's a lot, and that changes the dynamics of everything in your locker room when you're not. Only the head coach, but you're the GM. Those are things that Dave wouldn't know. He just didn't know, and uh, it's getting. They're going to give him time to make adjustments and and get that right. On the other hand, with Craig, I just think that the the fan base there. You know you you know better than anybody, Rod, what that's like, and the patience is not deep there. And uh, again, they're they're in a situation where they're playing with. Uh, jake dolagala and uh, you know can they beat BC i think they can because they're good on defense if they can get some turnovers and and then hope that va has a you know a toronto like game where he threw six or seven to six interceptions and you know if they if they can do something like that they'll have a chance but this is a really tall order because I just I'm not a big fan of Jake Dolagala. I look at the at the CFL and try to think of the quarterbacks that have been successful that are six four and, a, and a up, and he's six seven. Now, not that that's the be all end all, but it's it's harder to protect with a bigger quarterback like that because he's going to be in one spot. He's mm-hmm. he's not the, a guy who's going to run a lot. Uh, you know, I can guarantee you that defensive line of BC is licking their chops, getting ready for it. So, uh, again, I think Dave, and I think he makes it to, to Labor Day. I think it's, you know, it's easy to say, well, we just need to make a change. And I don't think that makes them any better. And I don't think, you know, if they draw an extra, what, 200 fans because they fire Dave Dick, or Craig Dickinson, uh, I don't see that as being a, the mo- a motivation. I think he'll give him through the year. But... Um, the one who's in the most danger right now is definitely Craig.
2: Yeah. Well, you say a big game for Winnipeg tonight, but oh, huge game for Calgary, too, man. You, that's what's great about these interviews, man. It's firing us up. Everybody's going to be tuned in to TSN tonight that isn't here in Calgary. But you've been in these gatherings, Jim, these Calgary oil man gatherings. Oh, yeah. The guy, you know, they, they stand in a circle, and this guy's like, Dave's no Huff. Boy, did Huff escape at the right time? He just, he's the legendary Huff and then Dave's got to replace him. I don't think people thought about that. They're saying he's
4: no Huff. Well, I mean, there's only one Huff and, you know, he came my, in my third year, uh, was when he came. So, uh, or fourth year, actually it was at the end of the third year when we hired him. And, uh, uh, you know, he was, he just has a magic about him, uh, that, you know, I, I, I worked around Don Matthews, who was the best I've ever been around in terms of that that magic. And Huff had that. I mean, we we got it turned around and started to win games in those first three years. But it was when we brought him in that uh, you know, it went over the top and we won the Grey Cup that first year in 2008. So uh, Huff is a he's just a solid guy who he has an intimidation about him, very similar to Don Matthews. Um, In terms of just when he walks in the room, you know who he is. You know he doesn't have to say a word. uh, But he was probably the closest guy that I've been around in the league like Don Matthews and just kind of that air about him. And no, Dave's never going to be that. Dave is always going to be, you know, and again, this is uh, for him. He was a player there. I mean, we brought him in as a player there toward the end of his career, and and he was a player that's evolved into you know being an assistant coach. He learned from Huff. but again, it's just like me. I learned from Don Matthews, but I'm never going to be Don Matthews, no matter how what? much I would have loved to do it. And I tried to use a lot of his thing, but I'm not Don Matthews. It's, I I don't. It's cool you say spirit. that.
2: Yeah, it's cool you say that, and Dickie is is his own guy, and I love him. I love Dave Dickinson we're talking about. Yeah, and I love Craig, too. I don't like talking about the heat on them, but you know what? You signed up to coach pro football. This goes with it, boys. So now, listen, Jim, I really enjoy you on CFL and TSN panel. I'm not just buttering you up. I watch all the time, and you said Montreal and Ottawa. It don't matter who the quarterback is. Cody Fajardo, Caleb Evans, they're like the same
4: guy do you really believe that oh obviously cody's cody's but ba- i'm just sick of the games that they play you know there's some teams that just play games and i think they play games they knew last week ento comes on at halftime and says we knew all week he wasn't going to play yet they can't tell us so that we go in and can be prepared and do a proper pre-game show but so i'm just i'm tired of that part of it of of you know if they play cody great if they play caleb evans great i mean caleb evans he can run the run a little bit i don't think it's going to change your offense a a large amount and uh, again if they want to play that game they can play that game but to me it doesn't matter i still think that montreal is a good football team with either one playing and uh you know their their team is not center it's not center uh quarterback based it's based around their ability to run the ball and a lot of the formations that Jason Mosh uses. He does more with formations than anybody else in the league at this point. I think you'll see Hamilton doing more of that. But that creates problems for defenses. And then they're playing on defense. They're Davis Sanchez talked about it last night. They're playing with such a verve and just a, an excitement, and I, you know, I felt like when Sean Lemon got there, that kind of gave their whole team a, um, a revitalization, and guys around him started making plays that maybe they didn't make earlier. So uh, again, they have a nice blend right now, and on defense, they fly around. They're not afraid to make plays. Um, they're they're a fun team to watch, and Ottawa's just you know they've got this young quarterback who's i thought ottawa played as well as they could play against toronto last week and you know they just weren't good enough but they played very very well and that quarterback threw for 300 yards didn't throw any interceptions so he's an interesting guy but are they good enough to be able to beat a montreal i think montreal is on the cusp of being in the top four with uh, with toronto winnipeg and bc i think they're right on that swing line as to whether they're in that group or they go to go down to the you know with saskatchewan and and the other the other teams that are there now edmonton's got a, a win they move that them into that group yeah. so uh i think i think montreal is very borderline in that in that situation so i think this is a a really intriguing game because of that but in terms of who the quarter i'm not i'm sick of trying to figure it out it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it's not going to change one bit what montreal is going to do
2: that's interesting that you say that you bring up sean lemon's name he's another good friend of mine and sean gets to montreal and has to explain the rumors are wrong he's a good guy and it's I don't know where these rumors come from. People are writing in about Don Matthews saying uh, what a jerk he is. I'm like, did you know him? He wasn't a jerk. These are all my friends, Chris Jones. Maybe that says <laughs> something about me and you, Jim. That's true, <laughs> Rob. That we, true, that we like mean, all these all jerks.
4: With, uh, with, a, with a motley lot, that's for sure. So, yeah, Don Matthews <laughs> exactly. was... Don Matthews was misunderstood, I think. By uh, He had a persona he wanted, to, he wanted people to see, and then he had who he truly was. And uh, was. those of us that knew him well, uh, like I say, I was never around a better football coach than Don Matthews. Hey, and I'll say it now, he won't mind. I've realized
2: now why he always had hot chicks. He's cool. <laughs> the women
4: loved him. I, I have oh, right. to, I have to disagree with his one hundred. You know, he and because I, I was with him, and he when his age and her age reached hundred, he had to change her. <laughs> and I was with him when he did that, and he actually let go of a great girl. That because they got to a hundred, he says, I can't do it. I have to go. And so as he got older, his girls got younger. And <laughs> yes, I just remember walking into Diggers
2: in Prince Albert. There's uh, my that looks like Don Matthews sitting there. And it was. His wife's dad was the warden of the PA pen. Went over, talked to him, and he was the greatest guy. That won't surprise you or anybody else. He didn't mind. So, anyways, yeah. Jim, thanks. I know you got to prepare for tonight. Keep it rolling, bud. All right. Thanks, Rod. Uh-huh. The CFL on TSN's Jim Barker with us. we got a sports update coming up, audience takeover, and uh, Sports Grid's Joe Madden live here at Century Downs in hour two. We are live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, WQEE, and your favorite podcast platform. Century Downs, Racetrack and Casino, that's where we are live. And I'll tell you, we got John from Kansas City here. And he says, I got to tell you, Rod, it's a whole different experience in person. I don't know why that is. Other than, I mean, I address you personally over the screen. So what's the difference? I don't know. But come on down. We'll be here for uh, over another week and uh, then we'll be gone so thank you calgary and i should by the way say thank you to the breaking free foundation theron flurry's foundation that nobody knows about and we're trying to get the word out about that that needs to change but yesterday we had this sixth annual breaking free foundation golf classic at the winston golf club that's where i was talking with barks about those rich calgary oil guys and theron flurry and colin patterson two nineteen eighty nine 1989 stanley cup champions had me see it. And it was big fun. And uh, Breaking Free Foundation provides free counseling for v- trauma victims. And just so you know, the waiting list has 262 people on it. And it's a two-year waiting list just to get in to see somebody. So that's what we were raising money for. Thank you, Theo, for having me. And thank you, Calgary. You've been amazing to me for uh, the last couple of years for sure. Carlos in Indianapolis says, I hope the next guest tops the previous one. That was a great segment. How about that? Uh, yes, it w- how about that? Dougal Cameron writes in on the EMJ marketing text line from here in Calgary, and he says, Jim Barker is just crushing bombs out of the ballpark. Can he come on every week? Uh, how many straight weeks have we had Jim on, Clark? Five weeks, he's been on every Friday, Dougal. He's on every Friday. Wilf in Manitoba. Steinbach, Manitoba, writes in on the 902-518-3033 text line. He says, hi, Rod. Bombers versus Stamps will be closer than everyone thinks. Remember, the 22 to nothing comeback was against the Elks. I guess you'll have to tune in and find out. Very interesting. Every time I hear from John Lynch, I start talking like him. Very interesting statistic. Last week at Edmonton, the Elks go up 22-0 on Winnipeg. Bombers come back and win thanks to Drew Brown. The second largest comeback in Winnipeg Blue Bomber history. Matt Dunningan did it in 1994. They were down 27 points to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Hamilton was leading 41-14 in the third quarter with eight minutes to go. Matt Dunnigan rallied them to the victory, 27-point comeback. Biggest in bomber history. Thank you, CFL Game Notes. I love reading them so much. Stephen in North Dakota writes in. He says, uh, greetings and no hallucinations from Juneau, North Dakota. Football Friday, our CFL balls are bigger. He said, who is the aboriginal Mount Rushmore of the CFL? Well, you're lobbing all these bombs at me. Great question. I have to think off the top of my head. Uh, Neil Hughes, the Métis missile, would be one. Troy Westwood would be two. Who was the quarterback for Winnipeg, Jack Jacobs? Didn't they call him Indian Jack Jacobs? That was his nickname. That would be three, four. Don't look at me like that. I'm looking over your head, John, at Kevin the medium. Uh, I'm not sure if Brady Olivera of First Nations descent. That's a good question. People want to help me out with that? Neil Hughes, Troy Westwood, Jack Jacobs. That, that, that was easy. That was, hot. that was easy. Coming up with a fourth is going to take a moment. Sports update, the Toronto Blue Jays open a three-game series with the Reds tonight in Cincinnati. The Jays enter the game with a slim half-game lead over Seattle for the final American League wildcard spot. The Mariners start a three-game series in Houston tonight. The National League West-leading Los Angeles Dodgers look to keep rolling when they host Miami in the opener of a three-game series. The Dodgers beat Milwaukee 1-0 last night to pick up their 11th win in a row. This is a vital series for the Marlins, who enter tonight's action tied with Cincy and the Cubs for the final National League wildcard spot. Rick Generette, the iconic voice of the NHL's Buffalo Sabres, has passed away. He was 81. The Sabres released a statement from Generette's family saying he died following a two-year battle with multi-organ failure. He retired after last season, ending a 51-year broadcasting career where he became famous for his enthusiastic play-by-play calling, including Mayday, Mayday, and la-la-la-la-la-la-Fontaine. Rest in peace, Rick Jenrett. Condolences to the Sabres and his family. If you want to read more about his career, you can go go to rodpeterson.com right now under NHL News. This sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters now, mutant mayhem. After years of being sheltered from the human world, the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers through heroic acts. Their new friend, April O'Neil, helps them take on a mysterious crime syndicate, but they soon get in over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. In theaters now, Landmark Cinemas, and I see our wonderful staff have chosen Bo Holverson as the winner of uh, this week's Landmark Movie night out, courtesy Landmark Cinemas and the RP Show. Bo is in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. No, 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 Jen at the Four Seasons, I appreciate that. She says, Freddie Sasakavus, Zach Whitecloud. No, CFL, Mount Rushmore of First Nations players. Dan in Saskatoon writes in and says, 40th birthday celebrations over here for me and kicking it off of the RP show is the perfect way to start it. Happy birthday to you. Kyle writes in and says, I'm in late today, but why are we talking about indigenous players? Ask Steven in North Dakota. He asked, yesterday we had the topic of what's on your Mount Rushmore, of your, famous sports te- your favorite sports team, and it was a wonderful discussion. I opened up the phone today, and it was packed full of everybody's take on a variety of leagues. It was awesome. It was fun, and they're just carrying it over today. Jen from the Four Seasons says, oh, I'm all hockey. Sorry. Yeah, but you're not. Jen, can you answer this in the break, and we'll come back with more audience takeover. Are you an Aaron Rodgers fan and now the New York Jets or a Green Bay Packers fan and moved on past Aaron? I need to know the answer to that. We'll be back. Joe Maddon's in the house. From SportsGrid, she'll be with us live in hour two. We'll update the poll question too when we come back. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network. That's TELUS Channel 924. In Alberta NBC, SaskTel 427 in Sask, Bell MTS Cable to Manitoba, Channel 1190, and all throughout Eastern Canada on Rogers, Kojiko, Kogi, Videotron, Eastlink. And if yes. it's somebody else I've never even heard of, let me know. WQEE Radio, podcast and YouTube live. That's nothing, but we've got time to get to your questions and comments. As you see, quiet at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino this weekend with the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals. Fire up on Wednesday. We'll have the drivers live here at Century Downs for some interviews next week. We would love for you to join us. Showpass.com is the place to get your tickets. I'll be here in attendance Wednesday and Thursday night, so please join me for that. We will be talking a lot of NFL next hour with Joe Madden from Sports Grid, And uh, I didn't get to this in this quick six show topics with Kevin because we spent a lot of time on the CFL. So I'll say this from last night. Backup quarterbacks Marcus Mariota of Philadelphia passed for 85 yards and Dorian Thompson Robinson of Cleveland for 164. While starters Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson watched from the sidelines as the Eagles and Browns played to an 18-18 tie in an NFL preseason game that was marred by injuries. If there's anything worse than NFL preseason football, Joe, it's a tied NHL, NFL preseason game. A tie. Not if you have the under, she says. Oh, she's ready to go. Who do we cheer for? Teams that cover. The uh, poll question, as I mentioned today, is who is the NFL Super Bowl favorite? Kansas City, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, or Buffalo, and it's brought to you by Key Auto Group. Actually, Key Yorkton Kia. The all-new Sportage reimagines innovation in motion, an urban SUV design with all the comforts of your next adventure. Order yours today at KeyYorktonKia.com or by calling 306-78. Three twenty-seven seventy-two. the 2023 Kia Sportage movement that inspires that Kansas City Chiefs are running away with the poll I just looked up the results in the break 51% saying Kansas City will repeat as Super Bowl champions 20% saying the Philadelphia Eagles 18% say Buffalo and 11% say the Bengals Week two of the NFL preseason continues tonight with a two-game slate. The New York Giants host the Carolina Panthers in a battle between two NFC teams. And the Cincinnati Bengals visit the Atlanta Falcons. Bengals star quarterback Joe Burrow is expected to not only miss this game, but more time with a calf injury. So these are a lot of the things we'll be getting into with Joe Madden from the Sports Grid next hour live here at Century Downs. There's still time for you to come down. We'll be here till noon Mountain. And getting ready to go to the Calgary Stampeders, Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. We were talking about the spread and stats and game notes and so forth. Victor, in Winnipeg, watching, he says, I do believe I heard Chris Waldy saying this is the first time the Bombers have passed for four touchdowns in back-to-back games. That's a fact, Jack. That's from the CFL game notes. The Bombers have passed for four touchdowns in each of the last two games. They've never before done that in the franchise's history. Um, Brian in Alberta says, is Walby still on the air? Yes, he hosts uh, a pregame show on Bonfire Sports in Winnipeg. Brian in Edmonton says, where else does the host ask for the guests' opinions? Nowhere. Makes it a lot easier for me predictions coming in randy from winnipeg's predicting bc 47 saskatchewan 17 from mahi in bc says 18 nothing lions that's their prediction we'll talk about this and more when we come back in hour two after this brief pause on game plus and key radio